everyone, and thank you for joining us on the We Thrive podcast, where we share stories from entrepreneurs around the world about how they're creating an impactful legacy. I'm your host, Casey Clark, founder and chief growth officer with C. Clark Consulting. And today I'll be interviewing David Yarn with CF Services Group. So David, thank you so much for being our guest today. My pleasure. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about you. Um, well, as you said, my name is David Yarn. Um, I am a certified financial planner. Um, I'm from North Carolina. Originally. Um, I lived in Spain for five years. Um, and from there, I moved to Maryland and have been here since 1997. So it's been a, a good long run here in Maryland. Awesome. So, um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> so as you know, the name of our podcast is We Thrive. So what exactly does thriving mean to you? So when I think of the word uh, thriving, um, I, I think of being able to do well. I mean, who doesn't want to do well, right? I want to be able to provide for my family, um, my kids, my wife, provide a life for them that, that I think that they deserve. Um, but at the same time, be able to do good, um, doing good for other people. <clears throat> it's not enough to just be able to thrive for myself um, by doing well, but being able to help others as well. Um, whether that be through charitable giving to organizations or whether it's through actually just helping other people in need when I see it. Um, having the ability, um, whether it's financially or time-wise or talent-wise, to be able to help other people. I love how you separated the three. I, I feel like a lot of times when people hear giving, they automatically think financial, but it's so much more than that. It is. Um, and sometimes it's not finances that people need. Um, sometimes they do need um, just time. Um, you know, people going through an emotional situation don't need money, but they need um, emotional support. So they need someone with time to spend with them, listen with them, take them out to a, a restaurant to get some food and just hang out or go shopping or whatever, talk on the phone. Um, you know, people who may need things done around the house, uh, a lot of times you can help them out with your talents if you are able to do stuff um, that is more impactful than just hiring somebody to go do it for them. Absolutely. Agreed. So what obstacles have you faced uh, when you've been trying to thrive personally? I think one of the biggest obstacles that, that people have, and I think it's unfortunate most people don't even realize it, is their own self-doubt. Um, you know, we have a tendency to always be our worst critics, our own worst critics, and we're very harsh on ourselves. And so when we allow those feelings of self-doubt to creep in, um, we start to think, well, I can't do this, uh, whether it's helping for myself or, you know, doing something for me and my family or whether it's helping other people, we feel inadequate. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times those feelings of inadequacy lead us to inaction. Um, one of my favorite, you know, kind of joke line quotes is from uh, an animated movie because with little kids, that's pretty much mostly what we watch is um, from the movie Robots. And, and one of the characters says, never try, never fail. That's my motto. And I think a lot of people, when you have self-doubts, that's what you end up doing is, well, if I don't try, then I can't fail. So I might as well not try. Yeah. And I think so many people steer away from failure. Like it kind of, 
you know, builds on that self-doubt. And when failure is really great, actually. It is, but it's not fun. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I mean, but, you know, that's how you learn and grow. But it's, it's a difficult process. I mean, people would love for life to be easy. But unfortunately, easy doesn't build character. Absolutely. You're just giving us all kinds of nuggets. I love it. So do you have a specific time that kind of stands out to you where that self-doubt was kind of crippling to you? Um, so a while back when I, um, I went through a divorce um, from my first wife and I was, we were going through the divorce um, at the same time um, I left my job because I was basically given the, the, the choice to either quit or be fired. I had a, a really bad boss. Things weren't working out. In the year that I had been with her, um, we were on a team of four people and we'd gone through 10 people in one year. Wow. And um, yeah, it, it was just not working out for any of us with her. And so I was like, you know, forget it. I'll take my severance and I'll leave. And so I found myself going through divorce and unemployed and thinking, okay, what am I going to do with my life? How am I going to make through this? I, I've got to take care of my kids. I have two daughters. Um, I, I'm not going to be, you know, a deadbeat dad. And that's just not who I am. And so I, I'm going to take care of my daughters. I got to find a way to support them, um, support myself and move on with life. And it was, it was a difficult time um, to get through that. But, you know, you, you find motivation. And, you know, when motivation lacks, that's when you kick in with discipline and you just keep pushing through. Absolutely. So what are some resources uh, that have helped you get through difficult times like that? Sure. I think that for me, it comes down to you know, three things, um, family, friends, and faith. Um, my family, you know, being able to be there and support me and help me out. Um, again, not necessarily financially or things like that, but just being supportive. Um, friends always being there by my side and, and again pushing me to be the best version of me that I can be um, and then you know faith believing in a power greater than my own plus believing in myself you know you have to learn to, to believe in yourself as well and just kind of always relying on those three things awesome so if I'm hearing you it sounds like that common thread is to believe in yourself like you know as the foundation and that's really how you thrive you have to i don't think you can thrive if you don't believe in yourself mm -hmm. um because that self-doubt will always pull you down if you if you let it you have to overcome it it's difficult it's a daily challenge for most people and i think even confident people go through periods of self-doubt um and it's kind of like you know what we teach our children is you know bravery is not never having fear bravery is overcoming your fear mm -hmm. and the same thing goes for this you know thriving is not necessarily never facing adversity it's facing adversity and coming out on the other side absolutely yeah so speaking of adversity i mean myself i have had you know many adverse experiences as i've shared with you before and it for me, it like pushes me to kind of create that legacy and to really impact those who don't see the light on, you know, the other side of the adverse situation. Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about legacy and what that looks like for you, because I, I feel that it's different for everyone. I, th I think it is, but at the same time, I think it always, it's always based on the same thing, right? I mean, 
for some people, legacy might be leaving something for their children or grandchildren. Um, you know, especially in my industry as a financial advisor, that's a lot what we deal with people who want to leave behind a financial legacy. Um, but there's other kinds of legacies as well. It's what you teach the next generation, um, the kind of values that you pass on. Um, I think one of the, the biggest things that I've learned in life and I try to pass on, um, it kind of goes back to the adversity side of it as well as, again, you and I have talked about this a lot as well. I, I have chronic kidney stones and kidney stones are not fun. They are a lot of pain. That's but nice. one thing that I've learned is that it, they go away. Pain does end. I think too often we find ourselves in moments of pain where we think it's never going to end. You can't see the other side of it. And when you go through an experience you know, that's very painful, it's always helpful to remember that it will come to an end at some point. Mm -hmm. And generally, you're going to look back on it and a lot of times you don't even remember how bad the pain was. I, an interesting tidbit I, I learned about women giving birth, and I don't know if this is true or not, but it sounds pretty good, so I'm going to say it, is that during childbirth, the, the body actually produces a chemical which blocks memory. Um, so that, and, and if you ask women who've had children, a lot of them don't remember the pain of childbirth. Um, and I don't know if it's just that the joy afterwards is so great that they don't remember it or, or if it truly is that there's this chemical that blocks memory. But I think, you know, if people really remembered how much it hurt, they would never have more than one kid, right? <laughs> so, um, but it does come to an end. And we have this incredible ability inside of ourselves to overcome that. And so if you can pass that on to people that you are much greater than what you could ever imagine. You are stronger than what you can ever imagine. And you have this innate ability to overcome. And so especially when talking like, you know, a legacy towards other generations, I mean, that in and of itself is a great legacy to leave behind, to teach them that principle. Um, I think also being able to leave behind a legacy of just, you know, doing good things, um, being there for other people. Um, if people remember things that you did for them more than what you gave to them, then, then that's a pretty good legacy. Yeah, I forget who said it, but someone said something along the lines of, it's not what you leave for people, it's what you leave in people. And yep. I think that's so true. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. So with you, I mean, obviously we're all kind of the root of our legacy, but do you utilize anything else to just help you create a bigger impact, whether it be, you know, connections that you have with people or something specific that you learned? Oh, wow. Um, I think that for me, um, it comes down to just always being prepared to do the right thing. Um, and trying to, I, I guess something that my, I mean, I learned from, you know, my parents, as we all do, and I, I still very much look up to my, my mom and dad. And I think that they've taught me really good values. And some of the things that my dad taught me, I, he was military. I grew up in a military family um, down in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Um, but some of the things that, and values that he taught me about how to treat other people, um, you know, being in the military and having command over people, one of the things he taught me was never ask a subordinate to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. Um, something else he always taught me was, you know, you should be able to talk to the CEO and the janitor 
the same way and be able to have conversations and a connection with people no matter what their status is in life, right? Um, and then the other thing was, you know, whether you are the CEO or the janitor, take pride in the work that you do and do it to the best of your abilities. Mm-hmm. And so I think those are things that I try and just live by all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So you've given us countless nuggets so far. So do you have any specific nuggets that you'd like to share or advice for people who are maybe finding it a little difficult to thrive in their life? I do actually. And there's two of them. I I tried to narrow it down to just one, but there's two of them and they're kind of related, but they're really good. And it's interesting. One came from a uh, 19 year old kid you know, um, I was 19 at the time too, 20 maybe. And he said something that has always stuck with me. And so, you know, I was 20. That was a long time ago. Um, but he said, don't be well known, just be worth knowing. Ah. That really stuck out to me and has always been something that I, I've just, it, it's always impressed me that that nugget of wisdom don't, it doesn't matter if you're well known or not. What matters is if you're worth knowing. I love it. And then the second one actually came from a, a much older gentleman. He was probably in his 80s when he said this. And um, he was quite the character, quite the storyteller. I think most of his stories were, we'll just say embellished a little okay. bit. Um, but he said something. He was the funniest guy, nice guy. And he said this, this line one time and again, it stuck with me as well. He said, there are only two kinds of people in the world, friends and people I haven't met yet. Uh, and you know that stuck out to me as well that there's no reason anybody that I meet shouldn't be a friend yeah absolutely well I love it do you have any other things that are just burning inside that you'd like to share with our listeners you want me to keep talking I could go on for hours (laughs) but you know we want to keep the listeners on on online listening to this thing (laughs) you know Just go out and do your best and thrive. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. And I'm looking forward to continuing to thrive with you. And I'd also like to thank our sponsor, uh, Stephen Lamar Moore, who produced our podcast music. So thank you all for listening.